Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of Anime Countdown. I'm your host, LB, and joining me as always is CT. Why do we never say good morning? They might be listening in the morning. Yeah, I mean, but we're, we're taking it from our standard time. <laughs> ah, yes, that's true. So for this week's countdown topic, we decided to challenge ourselves a little bit. It's not so much that it was hard to come up with examples or entries for our list. For me, the real challenge came in trying to limit myself to five each. I'm not sure if you had that same problem. I didn't have the same problem. I, I've always had a few of these that uh, were fitting from the beginning that I sort of declared when I was watching a show. I'd love to see, you know, this character or these characters go do X, Y, Z. But I had some issues trying to think of interesting enough things that I would spin in a direction, because there are, of course, a couple ways to do a spin-off. I have elements of a few of them and, and even honorable mentions that reflected a bit, but I, I was more trying to do things like genre break or go off in a uh, separate direction, so it did, would not feel really like a sequel uh, to the original work. So uh, in some ways, uh, it was easy to do a thing, and in other ways, it was hard to be satisfied with, with what I was putting together. So it's probably appropriately goofy, so that's all we can ask for. Yeah, that's totally fine. So for the topic of this week, if you couldn't figure it out from our little discourse there, the topic is anime characters that we want to see star in their own spin-off series. As always, it's worth noting that neither of our lists are in any particular order, so you shouldn't take their placement as any kind of preference or favoritism. Uh, also, as always, before we get into our main lists, we both have some honorable mentions that we want to get out of the way. Uh, let's go ahead and start with yours. What are your honorable mentions that you couldn't fit onto your list? Well, my uh, my honorable mentions aren't ones that I'm coming up with. My honorable mentions are actual anime or manga that I feel did this, like are in the spirit of it. So my first honorable mention is going to uh, Genshiken Part 2, because it felt very much like, you know, reading Genshiken, it got a bit Madarame-focused by the end, but it's like, ah, you should just make a spin-off series all about Madarame and uh, leave the others behind. And that that's almost literally what... Uh, <laughs> Genshiken Part 2 is. The rest of the club isn't really around short of guest appearances. It changes the nature of stuff. It's obviously not changing uh, you know, everything about the show or what's going on about the work, but now it's an all-Matarame uh, show with an all-new cast and some of the other characters like uh, Sue, who was just such an entertaining side character, now takes on a prominent role. So it it feels like Genshiken Part 2 did this. Uh, and another one which will actually tie into my first pick is The Cat Returns, which is a Ghibli spinoff of uh, Whisper the Heart. But it's a weird one because Whisper the Heart, you know, is a, a basic, you know, growing up, coming of age 
romance story in which the fantasy elements are all imagined and you basically get, oh, well, the Baron was cool and he's got a striking figure. Let's do a spinoff that's a fantasy adventure about the Baron and the world of cats. <laughs> and so again, literally what we're talking about, but that that's doing a, a spin in a, in the different direction. It's changing the, you know, the, the nature of the film. It even changes the visual style because different people uh, handle that work over the previous one. And it doesn't feel quite as Ghibli-esque as, uh, as normal. So I, I find that uh, an, an interesting example. And like I said, when I get into my first pick, uh, there will be a little bit of that leaking into it. But you probably have a lot more uh, honorable mentions in this case of things that you just couldn't put on your list. So I do, actually. I have a few. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them because I don't have enough of a real idea on what I would want to do with them. But, I mean, when I was coming going through my anime list trying to figure out what I wanted to put down. I was putting down names like Erg from All My Goddess, Robbie and Rose from DigiCarrot. Uh, those are both characters that, you know, I would love to see get a spinoff series, but I don't know what I would actually want from that. So I didn't put them on my main list. Erg seduces humanity. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, there was one honorable mention, though. <laughs> Actually, hold, that... hold, hold on before you continue with that. I'm, I'm chuckling because, of course, again, the same sort of thing. Uh, I'm not sure how much of Oh My Goddess you watched or read, uh, but did you, uh, uh, what is it, read or or get the adventures of uh, the mini goddesses, their, uh, the, their little humor asides? Uh, no, I didn't. Literally, it feels like a uh, spinoff involving mainly Erd, and uh, they're they're working, you know, with with my sidekicks for the most part. Mini no. goddesses have the little mini goddess hijinks. I suggest now that you wanted it, you go search that out and uh, see if that uh, scratches the itch. I will have to do that. So, yeah, but the main honorable mention that I wanted to bring up, because this is one that I actually do have a good idea of what I would want, uh, and you're going to notice that I'm mentioning them as a duo because just one of them would not work. This is going to come up more than once throughout my list. Okay. Uh, but in this case, I would love to see a spinoff series of Michiru Kayo and Haruka Tenno, better known as Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. I would love to see... It doesn't have to be a Magical Girl series, even. I just want to see, like, a sitcom of their daily lives. Sounds good. So, yeah. So, they're my main honorable mention. Uh, like I said, doesn't have to be a Magical Girl series. There is more than enough revealed about their lives throughout the run of Sailor Moon 
that there's enough material there that we could have a nice little sitcom about their life and Michiru, you know, being a professional violinist and Haruka riding around on her motorcycle. So, yeah, I think that that would be a phenomenal series, and I would very much watch that. Sounds sounds good. I would... Uh much like uh, to to hear all of the uh, orchestral performances she's involved with. So, all right, that's my main honorable mention. Let's go ahead, let's get into our primary lists. We'll go ahead, we'll start with you and your first entry. So what would it be? Okay. Uh, an accidental pairing, and I'll explain the process. Uh most of my, my my initial one the one the ones that I definitely had were already two pairings so I literally only have one option that's one character spinoff uh, in here I was going down and noticed a, a tendency to do you know variant slice of life kind of stuff so I uh, shuffled a few things around and wanted to do a a different uh, a different kind of uh, thing and a goofier kind of thing. So I was thinking through a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, wh- what are interesting mascot characters, for instance, that I would want to do? And I was considering uh, Pen Pen from uh, Evangelion, uh, and I'm like, okay, well, that, that I could uh, I could do some interesting stuff along that. Uh, side do we do we shift in a polar bear cafe sort of direction or or keep him interacting with the actual world the world's a bit crazy uh however that led me down another path Uh, another thing that i had considered was the the best boy the obvious best boy in uh orange road who's master of the abakabu cafe so uh, when I started thinking about mascots and pets to turn something into sort of a pet show from a side character, there's the other obvious choice for best boy from Orange Road, which is Jingoro, who deserves a much better life, of course, than uh, the, the, <laughs> than he was given with that fearsome, unholy uh, uh, Kasuga family. So in this case, what's happening is that uh, they're getting isekai'd. So uh, Master and Abakabu is going to go in the restaurant to another world kind of direction. So uh, it'll end up being, uh, uh, you know, his own uh, domicile, but in some kind of fantasy universe. And uh, Jingoro happened to be there and got transported with him. So they're living out. He... The, the master is, you know, being a nice cafe for people of all races and, and monsters from this fantasy world. And uh, Jingoro gets to uh, start acting a bit more like a, another character that I always thought he reminded me of, which is that honorable mention I made of The Cat Returns. He always kind of reminded me of uh, Muta or, or Ronaldo Moon, the big uh, uh, off-putting cat who gets followed in the beginning, the uh, essentially servant of the Baron. So I figure that he'll have this adventurous cat life in the uh, uh, fantasy world as well and be able to, 
uh, have his own stuff off to the side while the master is doing the, uh, you know, the uh, Iyashike cooking side of it and, and making people uh, smile with uh, with his recipes. So the, they will be an unlikely buddy pair uh, where they get to have uh, these fantasy adventures and become, you know, much much more prominent than uh, than they got to be in Orange Road itself uh, due to, I don't want to get hit by a truck, so I'm not sure what the seed event is. I think it's a guy <laughs> you pretty much have to get hit by a truck. But, you know, in, in this case, uh, the cafe gets summoned by an errant wished spell from a fantasy world, and they're just stuck in uh, uh, there now and, and make the best of it that they can. And uh, so the... The two best boys can have uh, the quality life they deserve. <laughs> I'd actually watch that, I think. <laughs> You'd probably uh, rate it a lot higher, too. Probably, yeah. Uh, so, for my first entry on the list, once again, I'm going to go with the obvious choice. And I'm also going to say that I went a slightly different direction since you're trying to kind of genre break a little bit more and avoid things that would just be, you know, a direct sequel. Right. Uh, I am going to go ahead and name a character who deserves his own sequel. So I'm going to say Nagisa Shiota from Assassination Classroom because his story needs to be told. I was wondering whether you would uh, go with Nagisa or possibly Karma, because I thought Karma's might be a bit more interesting. Nagisa, we can see, and it's you know going to be the teacher thing, and so it's going to be uh, GTO, just you know not <laughs> not quite the same way that that GTO goes. So we can we can certainly see that play out, and I would want to, but I can kind of picture a lot of that in my head. Uh, yeah, I don't know why honestly, I'm arguing was... with your choice, but I, I thought uh, Karma would would be in a more interesting character to to delve into. But uh... Karma definitely, I thought about putting down, and I actually didn't imagine Nagisa's story as GTO as more kind of Cromarty High School only fun. <laughs> okay. So that's what I was thinking, at least. That's how I was picturing it in my head, because Nagisa does not strike me as a GTO-type teacher. No, no, right. I mean, a, more in the way of the, uh, you know, eternal classrooms of misfits, and uh, in this case, the uh, ability to... Uh, inspire them into submission just in the Nagisa way, as opposed to uh, the weirder way <laughs> in which it happens in GTO. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I just think Nagisa's story should absolutely be told. Karma could make a cameo appearance here and there with his fat wallet. Uh, I think Karma would be a great choice for a spinoff series, but if I really had to choose, it would be Nagisa. So who wins the Nagisa relationship uh, Olympics? I mean, it was pretty heavily implied at the end, but uh, not necessarily. And of course, this is your spinoffs. Who, oh, who, he... who, wins, who does he end up with at the end in this case? That's, I'm just confirming whether or not it's the 
pseudo. Uh, I would say that they would drag that out as long as they possibly could. Of course. Because but... it's anime and that's what they do. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I do believe that uh, he would end up with Kayana. Alright, so yeah, that's my first choice. Uh, what is your next one? Now this was one that I wanted to see at the end. Uh, right, right at the end, I kind of wanted a continuation just carving out the... Uh, what is it? Because the series itself was uh, very... Oh, God, I'm blanking on how I want to describe it. It, it was very emotional. It was covering a broad range of uh, topics, uh, but it was very focused on a main character's uh, suicide, so it was being very uh, melodramatic. Uh, so what I'm talking about is the, uh, series Orange, which, okay. uh, I don't know how much you know about it or paid attention to it. It's a very short, uh, manga series, which I read at the time and got a one core anime of it later. Uh, so it's very focused on a trio of relationships and being, sending letters through time to try to change the fate of a uh, character, which uh, we don't get to see the end of what actually happens. We're kind of cognizant of two parallel storylines which run, so we know that best possible boy, Sua, uh, ends up with the main character, Naho, in, in the future timeline, but then they change things, and he basically sacrifices his happiness for the so it's very convoluted around there but i don't care about any of them or what happens to it i really enjoyed the antics of two of the side characters uh azusa and uh, hagita who were basically in the friend group uh but they were you know kind of mutual idiots they were cross oblivious to each other soon that they for each other always at each other's throats so i want a rom-com of their college lives so no uh a, just a straight up rom-com sort of thing where the two of them are doing their own thing none of the other characters are there and it's simply a a fun and sunny you know romance that ends up being you know zero percent like orange because it doesn't have to depend on saving a person or any kind of sci-fi mechanics. Just let these two bounce off each other for a while and make new friends and uh, go through their college years and then, you know, settle in with each other as they both go into their, uh, uh, you know, professional lives at that point. Just give me a, a nice little warm-hearted romance, uh, which is... It's not genre-breaking entirely, but it's obviously going com comedy over drama, no sci-fi elements, and it uh, doesn't have to get bogged down in, in the importance of uh, uh, that was coming up in Orange the, itself. I just want to uh, let the two of them have fun. Right so unfortunately, I... I don't think you know anything about it, so you probably can't. <laughs> no, <laughs> not too I much to say. Have... I have not watched Orange. I've read a couple of reviews on it, but I've never actually watched it myself just because I've 
haven't been in the mood for something that heavy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, it's that's definitely genre breaking from the original. So, <laughs> and speaking of college years, hey, that for, that's a nice segue into my next choice because my next pairing on my list are characters whom I want to see in their college years. They hint about it in the series, but they never actually show us anything or give us any details. And that would be Yukari and Niyamo from Asumanga Daio. <laughs> okay. I desperately want to see Yukari and Niyamo in college because I still remember to this day the first time that I watched that scene from Azumanga where Niyama was talking to the students and they ask her what Yukari was like in college and she's about to say something when Yukari walks by singing this love letter song <laughs> and they never ever elaborate on it and I don't care what else they do with the series as long as they elaborate on that and just tell us what the hell went on with that, that Yukari still has dirt on her too, <laughs> all the way up to the point where they're teaching. Now, here is my question, because that, that, you know, I... I definitely there are a lot of ones where like oh i would love to know what happened uh what's what's the prequel to uh these characters off to the side uh another character who has similar appeal would be uh for me sawako from kaon so would you could could you meld sawako from kaon in there somehow so we could uh get all of them together i don't i don't see why not I actually hadn't even thought about that, but I mean, with Sawako, they kind of get into her story a little bit more than they do with Yukari and Niyamo, because Sawako, you know, openly tells them about how she fell in love with a guy and she just got crazier and crazier with the heavy metal and the makeup and everything uh, until the point that he was no longer interested in her. So, yeah, so, I mean, I honestly can't say that I would probably watch a series about Sawako. It would be interesting, but I don't know if I would watch it. Well, that's, a, I don't, I don't mean it as a series necessarily, but I, I think she would be in a, an abusing insert to run across. You could, you could grab the same kind of thing. You could grab all of the characters who are sort of teachers in uh, uh, series XYZ that you got snippets of their old lives and somehow they all went to a, uh, the same college with each other and you, uh, create an accidental cinematic universe of uh, teacher background stories. I, I would certainly, uh, there, there are a lot of things as, as manga Dio, I hadn't thought about specifically, but there are obviously a lot of ones that I'm like, you know what, why don't authors do more, have fun with side stories and take these, fun characters but do their olden days you tend to get a bit more epilogue uh or side stories that are new characters but you don't tend to have get a whole lot of time skipping and and being the obvious stuff where oh we can take these two characters or these three characters who have a history 
It's just that no one knows it. We can have some fun in there for a volume or two. Yeah, well, I mean, with Asamega Dio, they were so focused on getting the girls through their high school years that there wasn't really time to devote to, you know, the history of the teachers or anything. None of the characters got, you know, terribly developed. It was pretty, it was a four panel manga. So, (laughs) you know, there was. You know, there were some there were some development, but it was mostly just gags along the way. So speaking of how many times during your series here, your spinoff, is Yukari going to have to take her driver's test? <laughs> and and how in the end does she finally succeed? Does she scare the instructor so much? that uh she just gets passed so that uh you know she can finally leave and stop torturing the poor the poor same same teacher and the same uh folks who have to do it. I'm I'm not sure how they take driving tests in Japan granted but uh that's actually exactly how I imagine it. I imagine <laughs> her going in on her very first time and scaring the poor instructor to death so badly that he just trembling hands her her certificate. Oh, okay. So she doesn't even have to repeat. It's so bad that, uh, that, that, that the fear is overwhelming. Yep. So that's my second pick. What would be your next pick? Well, I subtly implied the concept of a cinematic universe, or ham-fistedly, rather. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's because, as you know, or uh, I assume as you are at least familiar with, uh, Makoto Shinkai is in the middle of building his own cinematic universe. In your name, we had guest appearances from the two characters from uh, Garden of Words, and in Weathering With You, we saw the two main characters, with larger parts, in fact, uh, uh, even show up in, uh, from your name, showing up in Weathering With You. So there's obviously some connection going on here. He's building one giant worldscape. So that means that I can make this happen, uh, which is uh, to take the character Miki Okudera from your name, and uh, Natsumi Suga from Weathering With You and just make them friends and they do stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Okudera, I just... I was thoroughly entranced by her design. Uh, uh, She has a different kind of appeal to me, but with uh, Natsumi, I just loved her character in general, uh, the, the humor that was conveyed through her. So... I'm picturing them in kind of a, they become oddball friends and they do stuff. They go through relationships, their roommates at one point, maybe one of them gets an odd job with the other. And then they feel like an odd couple kind of thing. Okudera feels like very much she will enter a professional workspace and be there. And Natsumi feels like she'll be a, a layabout most of the time. So, uh, Again, it, it's just, you know, avoiding uh, uh, any of the supernatural consequences of anything. Let's just uh, give them a, a nice slice of life, you know, sort of roommate friendship uh, partnership. They can have 
romances here and there with other people, with each other. I, I really don't care. I just want to see those two bounce off each other as well and have a, a fun uh, general slice of lifey time. Like I said, I'm I'm found myself leaning into just taking characters I like and making them slice of life with each other. <laughs> That's totally valid. I'm not sure. I know you're less movie heavy, so I don't even know if you've watched either of those. It seems no, like it would be hard. Yet. Seems like it would be hard to avoid your name. I mean, like, literally everybody. So. <laughs> I obviously have to find out. I can I can only make these suggestions when you've watched the thing that I'm gonna do, so that way we can have a conversation. <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. Well, I mean, my next choice is from a series that I don't think you've watched, so it's fair. So for my next one, I am choosing the handler for the main character from the series Matlax. <laughs> okay. So the handler for Matlax, who's the title character, is named Three Speed. Uh, he basically just calls her up, gives her her mission, she goes out and does it, and that's it. He doesn't have much more of a role other than that. Uh, the Here's the gimmick, though. Is that the thing is with three speed is that except for a very like cheek down side view in episode one, we never see his face in the entire run of the series. And that in the spinoff, I want them to continue that and have an entire series where we never see the main character's face. (laughs) Okay. I thought for a second you're going to make him, you know, like a model. So his <laughs> the secret identity is like the most pop <laughs> the the most uh uh well known handsomest person there who leads the hidden life of uh of doing that. But okay, so a whole main show where we don't ever get to see the uh has there been a character like that? I mean there there are characters who are deformed a bit, but I'm not sure if there's been one where uh where you get uh you get one who's just uh hidden the whole time so we don't get that personal connection to the main protagonist i don't know if there's ever been an anime where the main character stays hidden the entire time if there hasn't i think there should be i think it's a really interesting concept that's worth exploring so yeah but this is if the and if they're gonna do it, this is a good character to do it with. He's charming. He's clever. He's uh he's fun. His English dub voice is done by a really cool guy. So you know. So yeah. So definitely, if they were ever gonna do this concept, this is the character to do it with. So what 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 is the basis of it? Because of course you're extracting a character from, you know a a girls with guns uh action adventure fest so uh is it just shifting the focus to the uh frame of reference of that character or are you pulling them out to to do a separate sort of thing 
I am pulling them out to do a separate sort of thing. I imagine that 3Speed actually has a whole bunch of agents and mercenaries at his disposal that he is constantly trying to handle and keep track of and keep alive. Uh, except for possibly maybe someone goes into double agent mode and he has to go into hiding or he has to go on the run and or and he has to defend himself somehow. I'm not sure how the concept would work with him not being able to show his face, but that's the train of thought that I'm chasing right now. Well, that sounds kind of like a Super Charlie's Angels. Uh, <laughs> we never see Charlie's face, so we exactly. we have what we have the the parallel there. But uh, I I assume at least the character isn't just a disembodied voice the whole time. Just you. Uh, you never get to uh, a lot of ones will show, you know, will have characters who you never get to see their face. That that's a pretty common trope, but it, it's usually not an active character. It's a remembered character or the character who we can't show for 10 episodes because it has to become a surprise 20 episodes down the line. Well, I mean, in the original series, he's just a disembodied voice for the entire run of the show. We never see him, like, at all. Besides, Well, that's that what I mean. In the, in the spinoff, yeah. does he remain yeah, only so, that? So. In the spinoff, I think that we would get a little bit more than just his cheek, but <laughs> I still never want to see his face. Okay. So, uh, but he could he could pull, like, deep throat uh things where he's in a darkened parking lot and uh so you get more presence you just uh don't get to know who in the end exactly sounds good okay now we we will pull to my only single character spinoff this one will be a direct prequel and it will not break anything about it because this is one where I simply want to explore the world. I mentioned before in in our cast while we're talking about with, you know, like uh, uh, doing a new adaptation of an anime, I was questioning a couple of them because there is much more to the world. And it's like, well, do you, do you take a classic and uh, uh, open it? uh make it go wide open so i'm i'm doing this instead of the expanded story past it i want the past story through the frame of reference of one of my favorite characters from classic anime or manga uh who's uh lord yupa from nausicaa in the valley of the wind so uh i i always liked him just this kind of he seems like an ancient wizened complete badass and i really want to know what young yupa and you know the the king and the valley but he would he seems like he would be the only active person out exploring the world uh becoming earning the reputation that that he has because people from nations over know who he is i want to know how he got his reputation and in the process we get to see a whole lot more of the world. We don't get the the action that uh, you got with you know the the movie and the the manga, which carries it forward from there. But you get to see a whole lot of the setup. Uh, you get to see potentially you know the different 
politics and nations, how one gets to rise to prominence, uh, and, and other ones fall. You could, you could do a whole lot with that. And I feel like having, uh, Yupa be just, you know, the world wanderer experiencing all of that would be, uh, uh, a hell of a thing to, uh, to follow. Uh, not, not Kino's journey, but Yupa's journey and, you know, no morality tales here. Let's, <laughs> we'll just stick to uh uh you know world exploration and uh uh the adventures that he inevitably uh has gotten himself into i would totally watch that <laughs> finally what i know that you have watched so uh yeah that he's kind of, it's funny he's kind of one of those characters that you don't really think about unless someone brings it up and they're like oh yeah i fucking love you but <laughs> he seems to have universal uh admiration in a number of ways as does of course Nasca herself but that's for the obvious reasons whereas Yupa gets you know tightly packed uh uh action and tightly packed uh interesting scenes in the movie and yeah, it just makes me want so much more from his perspective. So, alright, so my next choice is definitely one that it does kind of stray towards, you know, just kind of a sequel with his face on the cover, <laughs> but still, I'm okay with this. Right. Uh, and that would be Fafnir from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. <laughs> okay. Would be, I would I, I I would absolutely watch a general comedy about him moving in with the otaku from Kobayashi's office and slowly getting acclimated into otaku culture. I would watch so much a series about him learning about what moe is and <laughs> everything else that comes along with it that yes so we got a number of scenes uh that were very much worthwhile with fafnir and uh makoto and i think that uh i i at all times, I, uh, you know, was drawing hearts around the particular scenes. They had some uh, meaningful ones as well. But yes, it would be interesting for him to do the fish out of water and the other stuff. The, the relationship between uh, Toru and Kobayashi is a much different one in general. And whether or not there is a romance or just bro friendship between the two of them it doesn't matter that the dynamics are all different and it would make for a, uh, a hell of a general comedy, especially considering Fafnir's general personality, his, uh, dourness, his weird disgust for things that he will inevitably come to like, <laughs> probably his willingness to, you know, dragon his way about certain situations more. Yeah. I, I think that would be, Highly entertaining. But what would it be called? I couldn't even begin to guess. Uh, yeah, we'd, we'll have to brainstorm that. Well, if we come up with a perfect title, we can just sit, tweet that title to the author, and I'm sure that it'll happen. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I'm sure they'll get right absolutely on done and done. <laughs> Instant spinoff. So all right, uh, so that's my number four. What is your last pick? What which character filled your final slot? Again, characters. Uh, this was one that I wanted more and more as time went on with the series, but I pretty much wanted it and was fascinated with these two side characters uh, in episode one. Uh, and the anime that I'm talking about is Durarara. So who do you think I'm referring to? I honestly do not remember enough about D-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R. That's right. I think a couple too many R's, but I understand it's hard to get out of that mode. Drrr. Yes. Uh, in episode one, not very long from the beginning of it, you get, uh, you know, Mikado and, and Kida, the, the friends, you know, coming to the new school. Uh, Kida is showing Mikado around Ikebukuro, and they run across a couple people in a weird situation because Mikado basically runs into a cardboard cutout of Hollow from uh-huh. Bison Wolf. So he's taken aback, and then two people peer out from behind and notice them and, and start talking. Those two people are Walter and Erica, who are the the weirder members of that little dollars uh, gang there. You have uh, Kadota, who's you know, much more of the active person. And it's hard to figure out why they're even part of this gang. But, you know, you're introduced them. First of all, the the series introduces you with, oh, they don't have to make up analogs of stuff. Apparently, Dengeki Bunko can simply let people reference any other Dengeki Bunko, Bunko stuff if they feel like it and put it in directly because Dudadada does that all the time. And that was another appeal for me whenever they do these weird little, you know, anime references and other stuff, they would use their own properties. Uh, so the two of them are just basically they're hyper weebs. So what I want is, you know, no gangs, no violence, no anything else. I just want them to be doing weeb hijinks. Maybe they move uh, to Akihabara and, uh, uh, you know, it, it's really just them pursuing stuff. So they're, they're going to chase down a, an event and a particular thing. They're, they're on a, a manhunt for a rare scale figure. And uh, over time, it just gets more and more ludicrous, the types of things they're doing and the hijinks uh, that they get into to enable it. But I basically want it to be, a, a, you know, an otaku fever dream of weeb stuff through the lens of those two characters. And uh, (laughs) because of the way they were introduced and the fact that they, it's a running gag with them pretty much the whole time. I wanted a spinoff of them just doing their stuff. Uh, Biggest desire for characters to see them have a spinoff. It's not a terribly realistic one. I, I don't foresee it happening. I could I could actually see someone wanting a Yupa prequel. But <laughs> but I'm so highly entertained by the two of them uh, that uh, again two characters have them bounce 
off each other. Uh, you just did that with with Fafnir. So same same thing. It it always has a a kind of special appeal. Take take the characters you like and uh, uh, put them either either investigate their situation as it is or give them a nice new one to play in. So it's actually kind of interesting that your final choice came from that universe because my final choices come from that universe as well. So are we, we getting a, a Shinra Kelty uh, rom-com? No, we are getting an Isaac and Miria comedy that features them just bopping from decade to decade adapting to whatever is going on in the world with them still not realizing that yes they are freaking immortal (laughs) okay that sounds uh that sounds good yeah isaac and miria are two of my favorite characters from bacchano i absolutely found them hilarious beyond belief they are still some of my favorite characters from that universe and i loved that they got a little cameo later on in uh uh that lasted all of like 10 seconds yes you know and I loved that because it absolutely played out in my head that, oh, they are still just bopping around the world without a care in the world or a thought in their head and are just having fun. And I would love to see a series that just has them going from place to place to decade to decade and just having fun and adapting to whatever is going on in the world at the moment. Now, is there any canon uh, that they are linked universes? I mean, in in Durarara, there is a uh, there's reference to Bacano, but it's reference to Bacano like there's reference to Spice Wolf. So nope, it is actually canon. It is known as the Narita verse. <laughs> okay, because they're it's from the same author. Uh, so yeah, it is known as the Narita verse, where they are they do take place in the same universe. Well, well, there'll there'll have to be you know discussions about this because then how do you have a uh, how do you have like a movie poster or a theater production that's referencing Bacchano? Were were they popular enough in the actual universe that uh, they they got uh, some author to do a thing about them from their time back then? Could, would they still be recognized? Well, the, these are all themes that have to be explored in your spinoff, then. So, oh yeah, we, we fully need that. And the, and you're right; that is an amusing, uh, uh, an amusing uh, uh, parallel of a sort from our final picks. So yeah, so but yeah, definitely, I would love to see a comedy of Isaac and Miria 
not realizing that they're immortal and that they're living forever and they're just going from decade to decade it could even go from genre to genre it could go from comedy to drama to sci to sci-fi if you let them go that far into the future they could enter right into other shows entirely and have their way with the cast then go on to other to other uh timelines and other uh, uh, other genres yeah you, you could make a, a very explorational thing about that so, yeah so that is my final choice i think that there are other people in the world who would love to see more of isaac and miria i'm hoping that i'm not the only one out there who would love to see this no doubt i have no doubt now we have to go back through our lists and declare what studios and what uh, directors will uh, will do it. Did, did you did you fill that out? No, yeah. I did not. No? Okay, well, well, we'll give it some thought. Yeah, we will have to do that. Or the or the audience can chime in and say who who definitely should be used for uh, for these. For these yeah, I mean, we, we came we came up with the concepts. Let's let the let's let the listeners come up with the other details and help us out. And more to the point, do the do the footwork. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, I think that about wraps things up for this episode. Did you have anything else that you wanted to mention before we sign off? No, I don't think so. That was a fun jaunt. So, alright, thank you very much again for joining me for another fun little list discussion. Thanks for having me, and thanks for coming along, everybody. So, alright, in that case, we'll hopefully be back again next week with a new topic. We haven't really decided that yet. If you enjoy what we're doing, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And otherwise, we will talk to you all soon. So have a good night, everybody. Bye.